re 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 ready Check Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it though. That's right, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it though. That's right, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it though. I said Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it though. gentlemen welcome to another edition of the rewriters room we are the men with the pen it is another beautiful week of wrestling and we have a lot to get to before that i definitely want to introduce myself my name is armand sadler uh leader of the all my niggas hate carry on cross hive um leader of wrestling is great stop being a dork about it hive and um just happy to be here happy to be black and beautiful and autumn is here so i could really start dressing call me ranch um let me introduce my co-host though yeah no i don't do this alone cc how you feeling my brother call me ranch don't just drop bars and then walk away mm-hmm. like you ain't just do something okay it's like it's like nigga it's like for anybody who wondering who silky voice that is what's good is cc the best rapper and producer in the whole wide world God body because I consume healthy products and do towel curls, benevolent service to the earth, the philanthropist, and every phrase that I say is a gem like amethyst. You could put any nigga on this globe, pick him out with the big hand from uh, Smash Bros. Sit right next to me. Dope ass women going to look at that nigga like, yo, whose man is this? I may talk a lot, but only got one thing to say. Love yourself and keep going. You are the world. Give all you can. Take care of your body, your people, and your land. Where that nigga Grand Chan? Going on, y'all, pouring live from the mid-car. Uh, you know, the Dundada of the mid-car mafia. Um, you know, Grandpa Chan. I uh, hope you guys had a blessed week of wrestling. Hope you guys, um, you know, saw some people of color. Because, you know, if you watch certain shows, maybe you didn't. So I hope you saw some um, people in the ring who got paid a lot of money to wrestle who, you know, maybe voted this year. So just, I don't know, that's all I hope for you. Jesus! <laughs> so uh, this is our season finale of uh, season two of the Rewriters Room, and we do have a very special guest to join us. But before we get to that, Chan, you got some exciting news about another show that you are bringing to the RNC Network. Can you let us know what we can expect from you coming soon? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So by the time you guys are hearing this, we will have fully made the transition over. Uh, my other cop podcast, I'm on the BLT podcast, Black Lunch Table. It's officially joining RNC Network. Um, you know, it's kind of a mutual meeting of the minds, kind of like when Star-Lord saw Captain America for the first time. It's like, we have our crew. We would love to join what you guys are doing to fight Thanos. Really feel like you could help you out in certain ways. They said, awesome. We need some more aliens. We need some more raccoons. Let's bring you into the fold. And, you know, things just kind of worked out perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, BLT podcast, for those of you who haven't listened yet, um, it's pretty straightforward. People send us questions. We answer them. Um, anything from like relationships to pizza toppings to pornography. Mm. Uh, we do do BLT after dark quite often. That is, we get a lot of questions, but that's what I want to talk about. So, you know, <laughs> sex positive, sex revolution. Let's get to it. Sex education season four is out. Um, so thank you everybody who's listening. Thank you everybody who's going to listen. We love the support. We love all the comments, likes, shares. Um, we just love RNC. I'm glad to be here. You know, glad to bring some of my friends into the fold. Um, I think it's going to be a beautiful thing. Yes, welcome to the Black Podcast Monopoly. Uh, but this Black Podcast Monopoly would not exist without some of the shows that our incredible guests 
contributes to. So he is one half of RSPN with Jeff, AKA one of the gems from Recut Gems, AKA the genius behind I Am Not a Genius, AKA the maniac on Twitch that you should watch without blinking. Now, if it, I hope you caught those bars. Twitch, blinking, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, you, you might catch them on the way home. You might catch them on the way home. AKA the Terramana terrorist. This is none other than my brother, Mark. <laughs> Mark, how you feeling, man? I feel so, I feel so, I feel so, oh man, y'all got some intros on y'all. I, I should have came prepared. <laughs> I should have came prepared with some of my jokes. I should have came prepared with a joint that, that makes it feel a little bit different. I'm feeling great. I feel, <laughs> it feels good to be in here. Yeah, man. It's great to have you. We're going to have a good time. Mark is uh, one of the funniest people I know. Had a pleasure meeting him, hanging with him twice while he was in New York City. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's he, he's back in good old West Palm Beach doing his thing. You catch him on Twitch, what, three times a week, right? Tuesdays, uh, Thursdays. Nights, Thursday nights and Friday nights. A little yeah. bit of late night on Friday night action. But, yeah. again, thank you all so much for being uh, with me throughout the Twitch stream. It's been a whole lot of fun as uh, the NBA has been on its downtime and usually – you would hear from myself and, of course, the Platinum Chanel boy himself, Jeff, on RSPN. Our fifth season will be um, during the week of NBA tip-off, which will be, I believe, October 17th, if I have that date correctly. Uh, today was not the best foot forward for <laughs> NBA-related news. <laughs> I think I think things are going to hopefully be just fine by the time that we get to the middle of October. Yeah. Definitely sending prayers to Bradley Beal, Andrew Wiggins, Kyrie Irving, because they... Uh, Kyle Kuzma. Jonathan uh, Isaacs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are... Sm- they're smoking a pack that I don't think I want access to. Like, you can keep that, that pack away from me, but... <laughs> Whew! <laughs> of thankfully, course... Thankfully, in the wrestling world, things have felt a whole lot better. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if there, there are people with problematic beliefs by them, at least they all are at once saying, oh, yeah, like, this is violating HIPAA, or I watch Trump press conferences, <laughs> or all all the bullshit that's been spewed by these NBA players. So pray, praying for them, because uh, a lot of their teams are going to need them. And, uh, yeah, but I'm looking forward to this NBA season, man. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. There's a lot of storylines that are um, just intriguing. There's the Lakers. Is the Nets, will they be fully healthy? If so, what are they going to do? Of course, Miami Heat got got Kyle Lowry now, so I'm sure you're feeling good about mm. that. Uh, but, yeah, this should be should be an interesting season, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to having RSPM back because you guys make every week of the Alpha Sport that much more entertaining to, to tune into. Thank you, yo. I, I think I'd, I'd say if there's one thing that NBA does not does not under deliver on is definitely the storyline portion. So yeah. I think going into 2021 and 2022 season, uh, there's gonna be a lot to talk about. But hopefully, we can do it as as easy as possible without a whole lot of the mess that we saw uh, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, quick question before we jump into uh, our actual stuff for the day. I'm always inter- interested in how like the people in RNC met each other. So Justin came on first season. He told us how he got the idea for it, told us how he met Meals, who also came on. We had Quan on. And so for you, like, how did you get connected to the people in RNC and how did this become a collaborative, creative relationship where you're doing one of the best basketball podcasts and music podcasts that I've, I've ever listened to? Man, th- well, first first of all, thank you for that. And secondly, it's so everybody has their own story on how people met because there's so many different, like, times that people have been added uh towards the group and produced within the group as well when you met me 
As a matter of fact, I met Meals for the first time that same night too. That's crazy. And, and I met Rob for the same for the first time that night as well, and Nelson and Carlos. And outside of that, I've seen like a couple of uh, uh, of the RNC affiliate uh, within California. Um, I've met some within Florida. I've seen Jeff multiple times, been out to Atlanta, so on and so forth. But man, it's just been is. I, I, I couldn't I couldn't even I couldn't even tell I know I know it definitely went down online just being able to have a whole bunch of like-minded individuals that wanted to be able to to tell stories produce things invent things and 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 try and and build stories in ways that we were not hearing online at that point in time because when it talks about podcasting podcasting is a is damn near decades in as of right now and we yeah. had our things that we'd like to listen to and our um genres and our topics that we'd like to listen to but we knew that we also had things that we had experienced not only within our within our corporate area and then the jobs that we had but also just being able to to tell stories that we have also seen within certain industry perspectives that we think needed a little bit more eyes compared to what the story was being told to online so as that happened then we ended up linking we ended up being able to put a lot of names to faces and 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 figure out what we wanted to talk about what we wanted to provide our voices to and thankfully there were so many people that were able to listen and and enjoy the story with us and with that we have built so many different podcasts met so many different people that have been so pivotal to the process of what we have built in between that time and that's one of the things that i think are i'm very much so the most thankful for yeah man nah it's uh it, it just feels like an organic brotherhood and you can't you can't top that so it's great to be a part of it was great to finally meet you and everyone else and hopefully when things get better you know and i know they do the rnc barbecue every year so hopefully if that comes back we can make it out there and uh just have an even bigger link up so yeah the two the 2022 the 2022 barbecue is definitely is definitely something that's been joked about taught about there's already a race if you want to join the race um uh, we're probably going to have that on some random street in los angeles okay um, it's already been talked about that i will be barefoot in between this race because i usually <laughs> run faster as i am barefoot uh, <laughs> sounds like a little bit of a west indian thing it, it might be it might not be but if you want to join the race Feel free to do so. There might be other gym-related uh, 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 things that are going on within the barbecue as well, along with some very good food, I must say. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we see the RNC cooks page. Yeah, everybody be cooking. So, <laughs> so one one thing that is un, undeniable is we gonna eat well. We gonna yeah, eat well. Yeah, you see the gems. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, so with that, ladies and gentlemen, of course. You know you can subscribe to our Patreon, Patreon backslash the A Show RNC for bonus content from the Rewriters Room. Uh, early, early listens of the Rewriters Room, the A Show, the War Report, of course, Invasion Diaries, which Mark was a part of. You could hear him on that. Um, the bonus content from WWE 2K22 coming up. You can hear that as well. There's a bunch of different things for y'all and different merch options and the A-list, which has started to come out that you can participate in. So give us your coins. We're worth it. And uh, yeah, you shouldn't regret it. So, fellas. Very busy uh, two weeks in wrestling. We're going to focus on AW Dynamite, Grand Slam, Rampage Grand Slam, and Extreme Rules. So let's jump into our pre-write, our recap of the last two weeks. Our guest, let's start with you, man. What What's something that, you know, really stuck out to you, something you enjoyed or disliked and that you would like to talk about with the men with the pen? So we talked about a good amount of this in the twitter spaces that the a show was able to produce after extreme rules and 
incredible conversation that was coming from that and those that had also joined jumped in gave their two cents on what had happened and in in, in my eyes was a pretty enjoyable was a pretty enjoyable pay-per-view yeah those that um are more interested in finding areas to to critique will find that this, the end of the SmackDown Women's Championship and the Universal Championship will probably be the the focal point of their conversations when talking about extreme rules when really previous to that it was very very enjoyable and even in my opinion the matches themselves for the SmackDown Women's Championship and the Universal Championship were also very very enjoyable even if you want to critique the ending to both of those, which, which is completely fair. I, I don't I don't think any of those critiques are are unfair, unnecessary, and 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 try and play down a lot of the wrestling that had happened before the finishes. I think everybody really understands that those were two very very solid matches um, for those two championships. But for me, I'm not so mad at the end of the universal championship because i enjoy a good who i i i, I kind of enjoy a good who done it i know mm-hmm. a lot of, i know a lot that were on the spaces did not really enjoy the carny feel of the demon getting his heartbeat back jumping up getting huge amount of powers the music playing over it almost beating roman reigns and then boom the third rope just completely shatters and everything just turns back to normal complete completely fine in that case but there's gonna be a lot that we get from that conversation or at least i hope so i think i think wwe will start to see that we really do want answers as to what the fuck happened because so many of us were so confused one on how the rope broke and two who the hell even loosened the rope by the time that um, Finn got his way up there at that point in time? And it could be an area where there's multiple culprits that are being blamed, multiple people that try and set each other up. And for those that are very familiar with their attitude, era, nostalgia, I think that's something that you would really appreciate if they go down that line. But we won't have to, we'll have to wait until Friday to actually see that happen. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. Oh. CC, you look, you look enthused. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> Bruh, I got multiple things to say about what you just said. First thing is, Shannon, I had just finished watching that match right before I got on this call. And as I was watching the match the whole time, I just wanted to call Shannon to be like, okay, I understand Demon now. Like, I under, I get, I get I'm it. here nigga. for the cool shit. I don't when that nigga got real. his heartbeat back, nigga. Bro. Was, yeah, that, that wasn't hot. I instantly turned nine again. That shit was hard. <laughs> nigga had to self-revive from Warzone. Yeah. <laughs> he hit himself with a self-revive. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, this nigga just hit himself with a stem shot <laughs> back in the game. <laughs> this shit is hilarious. So so that was amazing. And two, to your point, so um, I've been saying this on the on the pod for a minute. I've been watching the old attitude, like when it or from the moment the attitude era like immediately started with Stone Cold and everything going on with that. Um, and now I'm in 98. I'm in late 98 right now. And this is Stone Cold beating the shit out of Vince McMahon with the bedpan. Like mm-hmm. this is that hamming it up. But what you forget is like, what the fuck was niggas talking about the next day at school? How great that fucking Hurricanrana was or like shit like that. Like they was talking about random shit. Like you got to think about it. Like their target audience is 13, 14, 15 year olds and shit like that or whatever. Like niggas, as as much as you want to see a great wrestling match, 
having a mystery like who the fuck just dropped the ropes and shit like that is amazing like because now you got people talking about it people are wondering about it and you know what the amazing thing about it is and i'm gonna hit y'all with some game like if you ever building a um if you ever building up a product or anything you definitely want to get feedback from people as early as possible or whatever just get kind of like your basic idea out there or whatever so mm-hmm. what that also does is they can take this story put that nugget out there see how y'all react to it and use some of y'all reactions to build the story up and make it really good and y'all <laughs> motherfuckers don't even know y'all part of the game yeah. uh, this is this is how genius this nigga vince is or whatever <laughs> just just putting y'all on some game right there so this shit works on multiple levels and then to your last point mark how you can get multiple people involved, people turning on each other and shit. Think about it. The draft is coming up and whatever. Like mm-hmm. you're about to get a bunch of personalities that haven't been around each other before or have been around each other before. And the last time it wasn't sweet or whatever. So with this controversy coming up, you know, it just put it's stirring up the pot. It's stirring up the pot. That's why I like what they got along with uh, Alexis, uh, Alexa Bliss shit. Yeah. Like It just stirs up the pot. This is like little shit that keeps you talking. Because, yes, we could sell a wrestling, but if we selling just the wrestling, we'd be like the mother niggas. We got other shit, too. Yeah. That's what they're saying. So you, you got to be there for the entertainment, man. That shit is amazing. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it, it took no more than 10 minutes for Twitter to have eight different names. <laughs> say, I think it's him because he did this last week. And then, no, 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 it can't be him. It's got to be him. He hasn't been here for months. It, it, took, it took no more than 10 minutes to get a list of names and that's with with no with no type of interaction or cooperation with the wwe so i, I think it's gonna be fun when we see it on friday yeah no absolutely i i 100 agree and like i think just the diversity of opinion that we had in the spaces because I, I i came in with a a take kind of some fantasy booking where i felt like like when when i saw the rope break and finn fall and like clutch his knee my immediate thought was like yo did his like demon power like over consume him to the point where he just got screwed over and like people in the spaces didn't really agree with it. I'm like, all right, that's fine. But that, that was my perspective on it. It's just like, there's so many directions you can go. You can go, Heyman loosened it. You can go, Usos loosened it. You can, someone's in, in our discord said Seth, someone said someone else, or it could just be like Finn, like use the demon powers too much. And then like, it like rejected him. Like, because he was trying to beat Roman Reigns. I don't know. Like, there's some, there's some like, alternate universe within the WWE that they're creating now. <laughs> we, we don't fucking know. But that's the exciting part about it is I can't wait to watch Friday to see what happens. And, like, a lot of people in the spaces are also saying they feel like the demon is finished. Finn is finished. I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't think this feud is going to end with that match the way that it ended. Because you got to think about it. Finn's first universal title match against Roman, the Usos beat him up beforehand. So he was he was already fighting at a disadvantage, and he still gave us a classic. And it looked like he was almost going to beat Roman at a certain point. Then the demon comes, the Usos come again. He fights them off, and then the rope did, like collapses, and he hurts his knee, and Roman spears him. Like these are these haven't necessarily been clean victories, and for the demon to lose in that way, I feel like that just sets up more of a redemption angle for him. Whether it's Finn coming back as the demon or being like, "Nah, I got to do this as the man. I'm done with the demon shit." Because like this is what I said in the spaces too, like. And when he went back to NXT, he didn't go back to the demon at all. Like he, he, he was Finn the Prince the entire time. And this was like the best he's been in his career at all. So when he went back to the demon, I was excited about it, but I was like, he doesn't really need this. Like, I'm I'm sure it's going to produce a good match. And when when they did that whole resurrection segment, I was like, oh yeah, that's just perfect. Like give him a soundtrack and everything. Like he, he, he he went crazy. Like, but I don't know. I, I just feel like Finn and Roman that there's more that they can do with it 
And I, I don't think it's over for him. And I honestly, and I said this a couple episodes ago, I just feel like they're giving him that baby face push where like he gets multiple opportunities, but there's always something getting in the way. Like he loses, but he hasn't lost clean. Like there's something getting in the way for him, and eventually it's just gonna make when he overcomes that much sweeter. So I'm I'm looking forward to how that long term storytelling goes, especially with the whole Brock being in the mix thing. Like that just makes it so much more interesting. Like if you give us a triple threat, Finn Brock Roman, I'm I'm here for it. Inject it into my veins. I'm I'm here for it. So I, I'm just very intrigued at what they do next with this for sure. I just want you guys to keep tabs on. There's another guy who had a wrestling match this week who wears um just you know plain colored shorts and some boots who um, got his first five-star match, I will keep track on the comparisons that people start to make with Finn Balor and Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryanson, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Daniel um, Bryanson. <laughs> I just feel like what we're about to see is kind of like you're talking about that baby face run. I feel like Vince is going to position Finn in that, not obviously that same exact storyline, um, but I think that's who's going to take that place in kind of his archetype. Because, you know, Vince... Vince knows that, like, y'all little Twitter heads love a small guy, so he's got to keep at least one or two in the chamber, and I think he's going to put Finn... Because, like you said, on NXT, you didn't really see the demon. Like, he had the one match with the X, but he was very adamant about, like, there was no fake dreads, no smoke, which, you know, I like, but, you know, yeah. he didn't want to do it. That's his decision. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if we start seeing a bit less of the demon stuff and more of, like, work rate kind of, like, wrestling darling Prince ne- Devitt Finn Balor. And yeah. like that kind of feels the void that people are missing from, you know, that Daniel Bryan place in their heart. Um, I just, I, I could really see that kind of be where we're launching it kind of going in the future, especially because we do have like other quasi supernatural characters on the show where you don't necessarily have to have the demon, you know, you have other people who can do that kind of stuff. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. So Chan, you got range brothers written here. What's what's up? Talk to us. Um, amazing brother <laughs> one thing i you know i i'm a mid-card enthusiast but as well i love a tag team mm-hmm. you know i love a pure we're not really in this for solo runs we're in this you know for for the love of the tag you know um and one thing we really haven't seen in a while is a good brother pairing mm-hmm. you know we had the good brothers didn't didn't really hit the way they thought it would yeah. We had the Bludgeon Brothers, while R.I.P. still was never really over. You know, the last probably good brother we had was like the Hardys. Like the, that was probably the last brothers. But I think we have one in NXT. I think the Creed Brothers are absolutely electric. It's dynamite watching the wrestle every single time. Because you never, like, they might kill somebody. Like, they're very <laughs> excited about everything they do. Like, they might just actually, like, really wrestle somebody. Like, it's electric every time they wrestle. And you put them with Malcolm Bivens, who is, like, for 2020, like Paul Heyman's a great manager in any generation, but specifically for 2021, Malcolm Bivens is like perfect as a manager. He's yeah. like the right amount of like snarky and like funny, but he's also like very good on Twitter and can be very serious. Like even when he does like Roderick Strong's promos, he like someone came out and challenged Roderick Strong and he like, you know, like had a little powwow with Roderick and the guy started talking and he just made me like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> He's, such, he's so annoying. He's so good at it. And I think pairing him with someone who, who, if you don't know, they're like legitimately like wrestling royalty, like Minnesota wrestlers. So they're very physically talented, but you can tell, like I said, they're very raw in the ring, but they just have this passion where you can hear them just yelling. And like, you can tell they're really like love wrestling. Like they just mm-hmm. like just getting on the ground and just throwing bodies around. So they have the commitment, which as we saw with the Bad Bunny, if you have the commitment, that can take you so far. 
You yeah. know, and then they have that Blake Town on top of that. I just feel like if you keep them with Malcolm, kind of like what we saw with AOP is that you can kind of have these two massive mountains with a good manager, and that just will work really in any era. And I just think the Creed Brothers with Malcolm Bivens, Diamond Mines, a cool name, and just like the concept is like cool with the like the gear and the it's like it's just it's a very nice package where you could see like again Vince loves his big boys he loves his horses you could see them really doing a lot on the main roster because like again they've had some like squash matches they haven't really worked with anyone super like talented to really dance with but like you could see them in the future really getting a chemistry and like working some nice like TLC matches like they just seem like that type where they'll just give it like I will legitimately frog splash off this steel cage onto the like, like let's just Vince let's do it tonight like so I just really excited for them you know I love the commitment um, I'm just really excited to see where they go in NXT and you know the main roster and beyond yeah man no I mean NXT 2.0 like I, so many people all the narratives of NXT is about to die Vince is gonna have too many too much control over it Pritchard Kevin Dunn all this the last two weeks of NXT 2.0 have been great to me. Yeah, we, real good to bro, me. Bro, we have seen so many new faces. Like, we're, we're getting accustomed to a new era of NXT people. And then they still got the vets who are, like, carrying the flag. And you can tell, like, Tommaso is invested in Braun Breaker. Pete Dunne is invested yeah. in working with these people. Um, it, it just feels like it, it feels right. It, it feels like a very seamless transition as some people are going up. We expect like a couple people who are there just biding time till the draft probably, but it's, it's felt great. And like Creed bros, you got Tr- Trick Williams, his name is right. Trick Williams, like, uh, yeah, bro, Williams, like this. AKA crime mob, <laughs> AKA the hot boys. Bro, there's... When I say, when I say Vincent, we about to get ethnic, dog. Like you thought our truth was bad? Nah. We about to get mad urban on yeah, USA. Bro. I hope y'all ready for it. But it's I great love. because we're just seeing so many different personalities. Like, there's no one archetype anymore. Like, yeah. all, all these people are, are viable to, to whether they're be, to be a champion or just to be a top and act also, on the promotion. One thing I, you notice a lot when you see matches too, and this is like kind of similar, but in a serious name, like how many times you'll watch a NXT or a 205 live match, you see, oh, first Indonesian superstar, first Chinese superstar, first Indian superstar. Like they've got, like they've gotten so diverse and you could tell it's like a point where like, oh, this is the first Peruvian superstar. Like every single time it happens, they make a point to like highlight it. This is the first XYZ place from XYZ place. And then you could tell they're just trying to grow that, you know, grow that base, get different types of viewership get different types of markets like it's just it's really like cool even someone who doesn't necessarily relate to everything just be able to see like oh like they have such a different like flavor of wrestlers like just where you could be from anywhere have any kind of gimmick it's not just like oh the african wrestler is an african gimmick it's like oh no this wrestler just is panamanian or whatever it is like i think that's cool too with some of them so i'm really i'm really into what they're doing in nxt and just with this new talent they're just throwing to the fire and just kind of seeing what sticks 100%. 100%. And CC, I feel like this transitions well into your uh, pre-write here. You talk about the continent. So please, please elaborate on that a little more, my brother. Look, man, I really mean no offense by this at all because the 40 times I watched y'all wrestle before, I liked it or whatever. But I had to watch Seamus, Damian Priest, and Jeff Hardy for like what felt like the 300th time for the United States Championship. And here I am just like thinking in my head, I'm like, yo, remember when like certain people had the Intercontinental Championship and that shit meant something? Where the fuck is the respect for that shit, man? Like, what are we doing right now? Like, 
what we got going on with Shinsuke and um, Apollo, at first I thought it was going to be kind of like an elite kind of thing, but I could tell they're kind of like hamming it up and, you know, not to like, not to my dismay or anything like that. I understand like Rick Boots gets over with the kids fucking crazy. You got to serve that is right there. And Nakamura too, just the way Nakamura is, that naturally gets along like with how, what kids would like and all that stuff. I mm-hmm. totally understand that. But we got all these fucking wrestlers and this belt right here. Like, y'all could do that shit just as, like, a few. Y'all don't even need the belt for this shit. Let's, like, come on, man. What's going on? What happened? Where's the respect for the Intercontinental Championship? Like, in my head, I was just thinking, like, where's the respect for it? And then, two, who the hell would I want to see in that spot that I, I, you know, I haven't really seen before or whatever? And then I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, they haven't really positioned anybody to make me, like, feel like, oh, you know what? I feel like so-and-so should have it. Like, come on. Like, what's going on? I feel like that's one of the kind of you're talking about before with the holding pattern for the draft. I feel like the U.S. title is kind of in that space. Like, I think they like Damian Priest and he's getting over to an extent. But I think his actual kind of like if they're going to have a star making feud, it will have to be after the draft with someone else. Now, maybe someone else will use Damian Priest as their star making feud. I don't know. But that has always felt like to me, like you kind of see what the WWE title is doing. You kind of see what the Universal title is doing. Um, Intercontinental just started that feud, like you said. It seems like the tag titles and the United States championship are kind of the ones where like, okay, maybe on draft night, someone, you know, the Miz will debut again and beat Daniel Priest or something like that. Like that just seems like kind of me, that's what they're saving that spot for. Uh, but I do agree with you where it's like, and this kind of thought, this is almost my like uh, free ride was going to be like, are we going to see another Jeff title, Jeff Hardy title run? Cause I feel like this, you might as well have done it this at this point. Cause nothing <laughs> else is really going on with us title. Like, just throw it on him. Just, just, just see what happens. You know, like he I turns on Twitter often. Yeah, but you when knew I, he wasn't. I, you knew he was going to take some time it, to kill. I was like, "Yo, just win, fam. Like, please, <laughs> <laughs> just give him the belt. Yes. Make it stop. Make it stop." There's <laughs> a lot of people pitching for a Jeff Hardy title run, but I'm just like, "Yo, do you? Is that what really what y'all want?" Like, I, I watch him in ring, and granted, like the U.S. title match, Extreme Rules was a good match, but like. Mm-hmm. Overall, he's not like the moment would be cool, of course. Like, oh, Jeff Hardy got it, cool. But then, then he's got to defend it afterwards, and he's he's a shell of his former self. Like the, the the charisma and the love we have for him, it won't be enough for me to really legitimize. Like, oh, this Jeff Hardy title run, like it's fire. Like, I'm I'm, I'm gonna be honest, like yo, nah. Like he he's barely in Swantons anymore. I, I'm, I'm not I'm not with it. So I don't I don't know about that. Like I think it would be cool to see him chase. Or maybe him get the U.S. title and put over a young talent, but a world title. People talking about world title run for Jeff. I'm like, nah, bro. I'm 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 good off that. I'm I'm very much. You know who's off that. you know you know what's gonna happen. Do you know what's gonna fucking happen? L.A. Knight is gonna debut on Raw. That's gonna happen. And when the U.S. title? Yeah, it's gonna happen. It's gonna be it's because like you I can tell. Need it. They have such a hard on for LA Knight. Like they just they <laughs> they do they do like every he had two matches on the premiere of NXT 2.0. Hey bro, he did. He lost did. twice. Hey bro, he lost twice. Fam, when when they did First that and at last the beginning match. of the episode, I was like, wait, isn't this guy gonna be in the championship? Wait, hold on. Yes. What? what? 
I know took I'm out Kyle into this, but what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, they love LA, so I could see that happen. Like something just like that, like LA Night premieres on some Carlito shit, shocks Damian Priest, yes. and they have a nice few because I, I, they could probably have some chemistry. They're similar size guys, both can wrestle. Like I could, I'm surprised they didn't do that with like a Dijakovic, but I could see something like that where you get Priest in a few with some guy who can also wrestle. Maybe you give it to Keith Lee on a return. You know, I don't know what the status of that is, but I just feel like it'll be something of note is what it'll be for. And I will say in, in regards to the in regards to the to the view of the Intercontinental Championship, I will say that Apollo Crews really started off this year getting that championship into like a very good picture of him fighting for that. Like we're not yeah. too mm-hmm. very far mm-hmm. removed from him and Big E at WrestleMania in that Nigerian drum match to fight for that Intercontinental Championship. And it's a it's a belt that I, I would say Apollo really, really needed at a certain point in time because people just wanted to see Apollo succeed. And Within those past couple of months of him holding the championship, doing very well with it, having title defenses, of course he lost it to Shinsuke on SmackDown. But now, now that the draft's coming, I would say that the championship match that we saw last week, you know, might be an area where that ends Apollo's portion on SmackDown, and maybe yeah. do different things on Raw. We had talked yeah. about this last night, and I and I I, I kind of feel the same way in that in that type of sense. The way that he did so well with that Intercontinental Championship match, I wouldn't be too mad if you throw him back in with Big E again. There was plenty of chemistry in between that feud. Big E is the WWE champion. A lot of us want to see more black wrestlers fight for, not even fight for that WWE championship, but also win that WWE championship. Doesn't necessarily mean that Apollo Crews has to be the next WWE champion, but to be able to see these one-on-one fights in areas that we are asking more of, and you're producing a whole lot more without really throwing it directly in our face and trying to remind us that you're doing it, I think would be beneficial. And I don't think too many people would be mad at seeing Apollo Crews say, this isn't over. We had our we had our fight for the Intercontinental Championship. You have something that's a whole lot more, uh, uh, it looks a little a whole lot more lucrative to me. And I'm not going anywhere. This Nigerian nail ain't going nowhere either. So stay <laughs> there. I want to fight for this championship. So yeah. for for whomever Shinsuke, if, if the Intercontinental Championship does stay on SmackDown, because you never know, draft, draft could come and the U.S. and the Intercontinental swap, and now U.S. <clears throat> is on SmackDown, Intercontinental's on Raw. If it stays on SmackDown, whoever Shinsuke fights next for that Intercontinental Championship, I think I think will will be put into some very high position. But now it's done so much for Apollo Crews that now we have an option to see him hopefully do a whole lot more if he makes his way over to Raw. Because he's still producing in areas that I think a lot of people enjoy to be able to see him on TV every week. Yeah, man. Like, you got to remember, that feud, it was a personal thing. Like, the title just, like, Biggie had the title, but it was more personal than anything. Biggie told him to go back to catering. Like, yeah. and, and then Apollo ends up beating him, yeah. Then he ends up beating him. So it's like, that's easily something you could run back that I would love to see. Like, I think it is Apollo's time to go back to Raw with Aziz. And it will be cool to see like a one-off with him and Big E. And then I want Apollo and Aziz versus Omos and AJ Styles. That's oh, that. man. That's what I want to see. Aziz and Omos? That's like, we, we need that. We need that. It's, it's the perfect pairing. You've got two big, meaty men. And then you got two athletic dudes who fly. Around. Come on, like it's it's perfect. Whether it's for the tag titles or not, it's just for it's just for Nigerian like Nigerian superiority. Like yo, there's only room for one of us on here. Yeah, 
And right. after last night, Biggie's already got a whole lot in his play. AJ Styles is aiming at his head. Bobby yep. Lashley is, is we're literally in the middle of Bobby Lashley probably trying to get rid of Bobby Lashley's beating right his now. ass right now. I'm watching it. He's beating <laughs> his ass right now. So, <laughs> so, so, get, so give us a number one contenders match with AJ and Apollo. Who, whoever wins, they get it. They interrupt the winner's match with Big E, and then AJ and Apollo feud with their big, big dudes behind it. It's, it's it sells itself. It sells can itself. I, can I say uh, one more thing that I think please. I never thought I would say? Go ahead. They should they should have kept it white. They should have kept it white. Oh, they just got some white. It looks look cooler when it was white. That's all I was gonna say. Yeah. Definitely keep the wrestlers yeah, black. Yeah, it's but it, I, I just man. I just feel like it popped a little harder when it was. It, it's not an ugly bell by any means, but I I just like even the old school interaction with the blue in it. I just like a little yeah. the little splash yeah. of color it had, and that's how that it just yeah. it popped. Even the U.S. title now, like the gold pops, and I just like. Yeah. I'm a I'm a Booker T guy. You know I love the big gold, so you know I'm always yeah. for a big gold belt. <laughs> I hear um, you. But, but if not, yeah, it's, it's a little white. It was just a different look so i thought they could bring that back mm-hmm. so my my pre-write uh, real quick i'll try to keep it quick although i think we could end up having a longer discussion about this so last night uh well not last night i want to date this extreme rules the penultimate match prior to finn versus roman was bianca bella versus becky lynch going into it i was like becky's probably gonna win she's gonna win by roll-up she's gonna win by some chicanery and evidently wwe was like we don't want either of them to take a pin take a submission whatever so we gonna insert sasha banks back into this i can say i was genuinely surprised by that and when i saw it i was like oh, she's back but i was like oh you know what i'm not too mad at this because you gotta think about it for bianca to have defeated sasha for this smackdown women's title to have feuded with bailey before she got the title and after to be in it with becky this is three out of the four horsewomen so if she gets into a triple of that situation with Sasha and Becky and wins somehow, that's she's major. already faced Charlotte too. Charlie, he's already faced Charlotte. In a one on one NXT. Oh yes, in NXT like yes, Korea, like when she was down, like you're right. Go here. Like, yeah, she, like, yeah. That, the first one she mm-hmm. took on. So she, and, this is her fourth. She deep in the game. <laughs> and, and and her and Charlotte have mixed it up in multiple Royal Rumble matches. So like yeah. for Bianca to be put in these positions, like well, I, I know we say this every week, but. For everyone who thought she was buried after SummerSlam, God, you're just so dumb. Like, no, she's money. She is, like, we were talking about in the spaces. She could go down as, like, top five women all time just from what she's accomplished already and what you know she's going to accomplish moving forward. Like, she's not someone you put in that position and then drop them down. Like, this, I, I love Naomi, so it's no shade to her. But, like, she got it going, and then it's been, like, it's been rough since then. And it's not her fault. It's booking, and there are people that are more important than her. Bianca is someone who they're clearly keeping up at the top. Like, to mix Sasha into this, one, I think it's genius because you can get a great triple threat match out of it. And two, it makes it so it doesn't have to be Becky Bianca for the next three pay-per-views. You can do a triple threat, and then you can come back to Becky and Bianca. You could have Sasha go do something else, go to Raw, whatever. But it's just like, dog, Bianca versus the horsewoman, because Mark brought it up in the spaces too. Like, for that second where you saw Becky putting the, the, the thumbs up to Sasha, you were like, are they about to team up? Like, is, is this like, yes. Is, is this horsewoman thing about to happen? And then Sasha attacks Becky. But it's like, that doesn't mean anything. They can still team up a month later. And if we see the horsewoman coming together to try to stifle Bianca Belair, that should just show you even further how much stock they have in Bianca, where they're building a faction of four of the arguable greatest the women of greatest. all time to stop to this woman. One, to stop one oh, woman. Shit. To oh, stop shit. One woman. What happened? Uh, what? He's watching the match. Don't right, spoil bad. it for people. He's <laughs> watching the Bobby Lashley match. I can tell you. <laughs> that, that's, but that's, all I'll say is business is back to booming, man. 
Oh, business, it looks like it's back, back to movement. No, no, no. And it's black. No, black, black, black. Oh man, but to our to, to Armand's point, yo, I I cheat. I, when when Becky put that thumbs up, I'm like, yes, yes, mm-hmm. fucking do it, because mm-hmm. I knew for a fact that not only would those two be fine with Bianca for a couple months, Bailey is already putting tweets out winking yes. at the Royal Rumble announcements in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I cannot wait for all four of these girls to stop this one woman mm-hmm. and she whoops all four of their ass what mm-hmm. are you going to say but then sasha ended, ended, ended up decking off on becky anyway so i was like all right whatever. Yeah. i kind of rolled my eyes at, at sasha coming out first and foremost because because at this point i'm just i i'm, I'm just I'm just, I'm just tired I'm just, I'm just tired i don't know when i don't know if you're gonna i don't know if you're gonna disappear again next month i don't know how many matches we're gonna get from you i don't know how many times you're gonna wrestle on tv every week i don't know if this is just a pay-per-view thing i don't know if you're gonna if, if you're not gonna wrestle until the royal rumble i don't know I don't know, and, and truthfully, I'm just so tired of of of, of wanting to find out. I'm I'm, I'm just I, at this point, I'm just I just want to watch it. I just want to yeah. watch it. Whether you want to be here and wrestle and do what you have to do for the remainder of your time here, if it's an area where you want to go into different ventures, anything like that, I am completely. I'm. It's it. SummerSlam was just such. A stunning moment to me that at yeah. this point I'm just like okay whatever I give Sasha Banks at this point it just is what it is I'm not clamoring for more. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, go ahead. So here's the thing: everything you feel right now is kind of like, or you were just saying you were talking about it's kind of why I like that she came back and I I like smiled when she did it because I was like, yeah, she's really the fucking villain now. She's the <laughs> villain now. Yeah. Like, like I saw the look on some of the fans' faces, niggas were disgusted. <laughs> it was um, it was amazing. I loved it, and I was like, "You thought Baron Corbin could get you to hate somebody? How about when I fuck? I like I do this shit in real life, and I'm still on TV, nigga. Yeah, still looking good, nigga. Yeah, like that, that right there. Like that, like I had to, like I looked at her, and I was just like, damn, I." Well, you could just do whatever you want, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, but that's but that's that, that's where that's where we're at with Sasha, yo. I cannot yeah, believe it's come to that point. That it 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 is what it is. Could be completely on social media, enjoying your time. Niggas can say, "Yo, you're gonna show up to work," and you just do it. I want that job. I want just, that job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't show up to work on one of the biggest days of my work of the year or whatever, and I just come back a couple months later. And I get to come back like on some cool shit. Mm-hmm. Not, not only that, I'm not in catering. I'm coming back on some cool shit. Oh, oh, right oh, back into the job. title picture. Throwing right back I into the title picture. Job. Yeah, it's what yeah. If, Sasha. Can you? She's I a scammer for consulting classes to learn how to whatever you're doing. I need to know how to fuck. Like I need to know how to work that shit. Yeah. How do you? What what kind of game do you got? That shit is fire. <laughs> I have two notes. Peak um, for correction. Correction on something you said, Armand. Actually, technically, Bianca is a top five women's wrestler purely off her finisher alone. Um, okay. It's the top five finisher in the company, point blank. Like, she has the finisher, as I said many times, that Bobby Lashley does, that needs to have. Like, mm. I don't know how mm. he let her work that out in his mm. whole career. He never thought to put that together, but mm. she has one of the hardest finishers in the whole company. Like, that alone, in my book, will take her so many places. And Secondly, yeah, yeah, no one yeah. kicks out of it. Um, and this is more of a question for you guys. So when you think 
about the four horsewomen versus Bianca and Destiny's Child? Do you think they will save it for Madison Square Garden, a war game style <laughs> match? Like, how do you think that, like, do you think that, like, Beyonce will be a surprise entrance? It'll be like a three on four. Or do you think they'll announce her before? Can you like announce surprises before? I'm just wondering, how do you think they work Beyonce into this You Because that is the only real, like, way that this can end in my mind is that they have to harmonize to I'm a survivor while mm. simultaneously pinning all four of the horsewomen. <laughs> In That's the hard. Beyonce is going to get that Kevin Owens War, War Games 2019 entrance where they're all waiting. She yeah. comes out, she screams, and she just. What she, does she come out to? What is yeah, Beyonce? yeah, that's the one right thing. Halo? Uh, you think she comes out to Halo. Uh, no, you uh, got to go harder than Halo. You might do like uh, red light, alarm? red light, ring the alarm. Ring the alarm might be crazy. If that, freedom, if freedom drums just start coming in. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Wait, hold on. Freedom I need a soldier. Some hard ass Freedom would be some hard ass shit. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie got none for that, man. Yeah. I she got a lot of moves. She got none for that. Yeah. She, Beyonce <laughs> might cook Charlotte. Like, she really might. No, she yeah. Might. She would definitely cook Charlotte. Ric yeah. Flair versus Jay Z. Promo on promo. I don't know. <laughs> who, do you, who, who do you take? Oh. versus the Nature Boy. Who do you take? That actually I is. Might, tough. I might go Nature Boy. <laughs> Hope got, like, you know what it little is? businesses now. Rick don't care. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, Hove is a very careful and like concerned, like very he's the most compassionate we've ever seen him in a, in his life, or whatever. He's very far from the 99 Sean Carter or whatever. And but Rick Flair is like basically 99 Sean Carter. Like that, <laughs> yeah. he don't care. Like Rick no. Rick Flair, like his last storyline was was getting somebody pregnant. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like, like yeah. Like he yeah. goes into wild shit. It's just going to overpower it. That's true. Rick, Rick might some bad on all, oh, Sean. That might get kind of ugly. We're going to see. But we're going to jump into our rapid fire free rights. I'm going to fire off a question at someone and you are going to let us know. And if we need to discuss it, we can discuss it. So, uh, Channing, started with you. Is Ruby Soho going to get another shot at Brit Breaker? No. Uh, too dark. Next question. Too dark. To what? <laughs> Wait, too part? dark. I'm weak. Wait, which part? Oh, like her, like skin tone. Like she's too close to being of color. Like they won't, they won't. Let <laughs> they, like, <laughs> they won't. Okay. They'll, they'll wait. They'll wait till like, I don't know, Deanna Pizarro signs with AEW and then they'll give her the title. But mm. you think Adam Cole's girlfriend is dropping that title? Not anytime soon. Is it WWE? Nah, not anytime soon. Okay. She'll okay. probably drop the title to oh um, what's the girl's name who everyone hates? She's like she said she was like being real racist backstage. Yeah, they'll sign her. Oh, what is her name? Ch- Chelsea Green. <laughs> no, it's not. I was like, I was like, I was pulling up with someone else. Nah, yeah. about. there was there was some type of damn. I forgot what her name was, yo. I forgot what her name was. It was in um, it was mm. in a completely different company. Mm. Yeah, Te- no, Tessa Blanchard, not uh. Tessa Blanchard. <laughs> Tessa Green is kind of annoying, but very. That's not the specific. Very topic. fucking annoying. But no, I I, I love Ruby Soho. Like in all seriousness, I like like I love the ride kick. I loved her in time in WWE. Thought her and Liv could have some dope stuff as tag. But no, I, I just they protect their like people. Even you know who's protecting them. You know who's not. Even if they'll give you a fire match, mm. in terms of results, it's very like you can kind of guess that kind of stuff. There's not a lot of surprises in terms of that type of thing. So, no, oh. probably not. Copy. CC. But they're making a secondary oh. title. So maybe she'll get that. 
They are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was, I'm not going to lie. That, that was a good move by AEW. Like, it's something that people have been saying WWE should do for a while, make a women's mid-card title, but for AEW to actually make it happen, like, I'm interested to see how they how they, how they they operate with it. Because, you know, they... I knew that shit was coming in the universe. I called it. Mm. No, look at you. Third eye open. Uh, speaking of you, do you feel like Brian Danielson gets a rematch against Omega, or is he going to have to work his way up to it? So does he get an immediate rematch, or is he going to have to work his way through the roster to get a title match versus Omega? Because it was non-title on uh, Dynamite last week. Yeah, he's going to have to be yeah, – it's going to be um, – he's going to have to go through um, a couple of the elite and maybe one other person who's non-elite who's also protected because that's the thing, like – it's like it's like watching WCW at a certain point where you just know who's going to have to go through who to get to where kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what he's going to have to go through. The question is, is it going to be two matches? Because it ain't going to be just one. I know that. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be two matches or is it going to be, like be down? Yeah, like, is it going to be two or six? That's the correct question. Two or six matches. And I feel like there's no in-between. It's really going to be two or, like, six matches. Because <laughs> you know how they could they get crazy like that. Yeah, they they love that win-loss record. It, it apparently it's means a lot. So, we'll yeah, see. They need the to whole start faction. Yeah, patting his thing. So, you know, he, he build up wins and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so, Mark, I want to ask you this one. This one was submitted. I'm, I'm assuming this is a Chan question, but... uh. Over, under on Montez Ford, WrestleMania main events. Um, Talk about it. I want to go. I want to go over because I just love watching Montez Ford. And this is this is this is this is this is nothing to I, I the thing that annoys me. And I think what the Internet does a whole lot. I mean, one of the one of the biggest one of the worst instances of it was Migos being on top of the world and <laughs> themselves. Hey Quavo, please go solo. Hey Takeoff, you could do this by yourself. Offset, hey, how about you drop a solo album? And then they all drop three solo albums, and you feel your way about each of those three albums until they make their way back into making some good stuff as a trio again. And then you realize, wow, we kind of wasted like a, a good couple of months of trying to separate this like really good group, right? This is not something that I want to indicate as saying break up the street profits because i love angelo dawkins too yeah uh, watching him grind for those years in nxt to be able to be where he is now on smackdown with montez ford is amazing his tag team being able to hold a tag team championship in the wwe is something that is very very coveted but having the opportunity that montez ford had to fight roman reigns was literally a wwe 2k match mm-hmm. <laughs> throw around and see hey let's try this out we obviously have to fight the usos on sunday but why not have montez ford face roman reigns see how those two gel and people fucking loved it Mm -hmm. people material to be able to see the athleticism the selling the story that montez ford can tell Mm -hmm. in the ring Mm -hmm is something that people want to see a whole lot more of will that come into maybe a little bit of an odd breakup it doesn't necessarily have to because new day has done plenty of solo stuff and they're dapping each other up every week on different shows they've been on different shows for months until biggie just came back to raw two weeks ago 
it can be done without having to break up the street profits. I don't think it's 100% necessary, but people want to see more athletes like Montez Ford being able to get this type of shine and be able to get the type of highlights and thrill that he gives in the ring that I think a lot of people will appreciate. Who will he fight in a WrestleMania main event? We'll have to see. I mean, I am I will admittedly say I am scared shitless of Roman Reigns right now. <laughs> he has beat way too many legends right now for me to feel comfortable of him fighting anyone of this nature right now, especially going into Dallas for WrestleMania, but would love to see Montez Ford have more opportunities in that solo area. I think I think we can book in the next two to three years Montez wins a Royal Rumble. And goes on to us. Imagine how the roof the pops. It, it'll be electric. Watching Montez Ford grab those ropes and go yes. fucking crazy after he just won a Royal Rumble and the pyros yeah. going off. Yeah, man. It's 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 right there. Like it's it's just no denying it. It's just it's not a matter of if but when, really. Yeah. That's yeah, that's really what it is. So Perfect, perfect. Great job with the free rights, gentlemen. We're going to get into our rewrite. Um, as y'all know, I am leader of All My Niggas Hate Carry On Cross Hive. However, there is some interesting things for us to tackle uh, with some time passing since his initial first run with the NXT title. Can't really call it a run. He held it for like a couple of days. Um, his subsequent run, and now he's a mainstay on Raw. So uh, he was previously a member of TNA. Lucha Libre, Lucha Libre, AAA Worldwide, Major League Wrestling, debuted in NXT in 2020, went on the win streak that they love to give to new acts, um, and eventually his win streak culminated in an NXT title win over Keith Lee at TakeOver. However, he had to relinquish the title immediately due to injury. So I want to know, fellas, if Karen Cross never has to relinquish that title, where does he go from there? Who does he face, and when does he eventually lose that title? Go ahead. So um, I'm going to start out because it's going to be probably, like, the most deviation from real life. Um, first off, I want people to know I'm a man of principle, and there's some things I don't support, but I don't need my NXT champion having certain values. So the first thing I'm changing is he's not even in that feud. He's in a North American title feud. So <laughs> that's what you get. Um, and so basically, we're going to – for the – NXT championship match was going to put Finn Balor in that spot against Keith Lee. I feel like obviously those are two great wrestlers. They can give you a nice underdog story. You give a nice moment with Finn Balor, especially on his more like heelish side. I think you could have a little bit of chicanery where he gets the title off Lee. He becomes champion. Lee goes onto um, the main roster and you don't have to have the whole like fatal four-way thing. Um, then you put Karrion Cross, which I wish they could keep the name Killer Cross because that's a way cooler name. Like Killer Cross just like sounds like Killer Croc. It's just a cool name. I love it. I wish I kept that. But you put him in the NXT North American Championship ladder match. That was the same night. You take out one of my former favorite wrestlers who I've since had to let go of as well, Velveteen Dream. Again, I can't have certain people wrestling for my company. Um, so you have Karen Cross in that match. Let him win the North American title match. You kind of follow a similar trajectory of what Damian Priest followed on after winning the match, but you have a little bit of different stuff. So you have the feud with Gargano, kind of like he had with an NXT championship match, you know, Johnny Wrestling, The Way. You get some good, you know, women-on-women -women spots with Scarlett and Candice you could have had. I think there's, you know, good matches there. You add Leon Ruff into, like, the weekly stuff, you know. I don't know if you necessarily let him beat Karrion Cross. I think that's a bit of a stretch. But I think him being into that feud is kind of, like, a nuisance. Like, Karrion Cross can, like, toss him literally halfway across the ring probably just because he's so tiny. Like, you can get some good spots, I think, out of the three of them. 
Um, I do think what you do at stand and deliver, that I think could be interesting. And so as that stand and deliver, Ciampa faced Walter for the um, United Kingdom Championship, which you knew just was never going to like, he's never going to win that one. He's not British. And also it's like, why would you give it to my <laughs> Um But I think what you could have had instead is like, and which is something I've kind of fantasy booked for a while now is NXT should have a Survivor Steelers series style matches with NXT UK. I think you could mm. have North American champion Karrion Cross versus United Kingdom champion Walter. You have two big, meaty white men who, you know, that, that appeals to a certain group of people. You have Walter, the ring general with Imperium. You have Karrion Cross kind of on the darker, more magic side. I think you get like some nice shoot fighting because they both really, you know, get to it. Um, and I think you just have a really good match. I think it does something for both of them. The end, you probably have Walter win just because Walter doesn't really lose except for when he almost died at the hand of jogging off um so i think you let walter like win that match but you have a good kind of match beating both of them up um and eventually before cross obviously goes to the main roster you have him drop the title to swerve and hit row this way you can premiere hit row in a marquee match have them kind of interfere which keeps cross looking you know relatively strong you have you know it's scarlet versus be nasty which can be kind of funny because I've seen like fights like that when I was in high school and it was pretty fun to watch. I can imagine <laughs> what that would be like watching on NXT. Um, but then you have that, and then you can obviously have um cross debut on the main roster. I'm all for like you guys know I'm always for some you know demon dark stuff. So I really prefer his older entrance to like the more Spartan-esque thing. Mm. I think you can't have the skirt and the helmet, it's just a little too much. Yeah, you gotta pick one. And I think they do with both ends too much. I think you got to go back to the fall and pray and kind of go along that line. You don't have to have him be legitimately magic, but kind of on the more Aleister Black, like I'm dark and mysterious, but I also yeah. fight people type thing. Um, not to tell you to do Karrion Cross. I think you keep him out of the championship match because honestly, for his own mental health, the way that Adam Cole spoke to him, I don't think you should have <laughs> a gun of the grown man talk to you like that. So I think it would have probably saved him a lot of sleepless nights having Kyle O'Reilly bar you up in a denim vest with a mohawk and a slap, a slap. Bro. That's another grown man. Yeah, bro. It saves Walter just a lot. I mean, carrying across a lot of heartache. And I think you kind of keep him strong also in the North American title match with those different feuds. Mm. Okay, Mark, how about you, man? How, how would you have done the story of Carry On Cross carrying? You know, you know, Channing, Channing does bring up a lot of magic that I think I think it ended up taking me out of after a certain while because eventually it just ended up disappearing. Like yeah. when he was on his way, obviously in his uh, on his undefeated streak in NXT, and then making his way to Keith Lee, which I I, I would have loved to see Keith Lee have the bigger run that he had with both the NXT Championship and the North American Championship. I think that great American bash shot of him holding both belts is one of the greater photos he probably mm-hmm. had in his entire career. So I was like, holy shit, they're going to put everything in front of Keith Lee right now. He's about to whoop so many people's ass. Into that feud going into their championship match, you got a lot less of carrying on the mic, and Scarlett kind of held that down. So... Mm-hmm. She held down the mysterious part while Carrion, he might have been on the mic for a small amount of time, but it was very short. He wasn't really telling too many stories. He wasn't really doing too much of that. Scarlett was telling the long stories of history and time, and you kind of got interested from it because, one, uh, obviously you'll more than likely want to listen to whatever is coming from Scarlett's mouth once you see her on TV. And on top of the fact that she's telling you that, like, yo, 
in this amount of time, your time is up. And Keith Lee was the hourglass is hard. That yeah, exactly. Hard. Yeah, she like the just hour. put it in the ring and yeah. turn it over. That was hard. I was like, <laughs> was I hard. was like, yo, people are people should be nervous, scared. And Keith Lee was not falling for it, obviously. And during the time that the contract signing started to become, or, or, or when, when it began, you get Keith Lee opening up his 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 little book, his little pamphlet. And a fucking fireball just hits him in the face. Just, just <laughs> completely hits Keith Lee in the face. Damn near blinds him. So now you're like, holy shit, what the hell's going to happen to Keith Lee? Where did this damn fireball come from? What other powers do Scarlet and Carrie and Cross have that we don't know about? Because if you're yeah. fireballs in a damn contract, what else are you going to do when it's time to fight for the NXT Championship? The match in itself, I was a little bit underwhelmed at the ending of it. Yeah. And needless to say, I did not like that if we lost the NXT championship, but then you realize that what was it? His rotator cuff. He messed yeah. up his. He, he, messed Carrying, up his yeah. he messed up his shoulder, and now we're not getting any Carrion Cross for a decent amount of time. So now it's no Scarlet, no Carrion, and the funniest part was NXT said, "All right, we got four guys. Let's go. We got them ready. You like them better than you do Carrion Cross anyway. Shoot them in there." Get that NXT championship with somebody else. Boom. You get Adam Colbert with his with his second reign in the NXT championship. And they replace it fairly easy. And I think when I started realizing that, seeing him return and getting a very quick shot back at the NXT championship, I was like, a lot of the lore that I was kind of interested in in the beginning, it's kind of not there anymore. Yeah. Like, He's now yeah. taking the mic over a whole lot more, seeing a whole lot less Scarlet. And granted, that also doesn't even count any of the news that you're starting to see people bring out for Karrion Cross on yeah. Twitter. That's also making you move back just a little bit. But then you kind of think, okay, you start seeing him entertain uh, Santos Escobar, and you start thinking, is he going to go for the Cruiserweight Championship? Which would have been insane. <laughs> yeah, I was like, are you sure you want to do I mean, you, you, you can fight Santos. It's going to be a good match. But Cruiserweight titles, what do you want right now? Also, I'm supposed to believe you're 205 pounds? Yeah. Like, what are, you, what are we talking about? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> what is how this light did you, Yeah, like, how light did you get? So as much as I was Just like... Just body Keith Lee, like... <laughs> <laughs> he just took Keith Lee and threw him over his damn shoulder off, off the top of the turnbuckle. So I'm starting to talk myself into, like, okay, are we doing... Are we doing Carrie and Santos? Uh, I wasn't that mad, because now you get him away from... You get him away from Finn... And we get a whole lot more what's coming with with him and Kyle O'Reilly and what they're doing with that. But then him automatically getting put back into that picture and beating still a red hot Finn Balor at that point in time and getting the NXT championship back, being one of the very rare two time NXT champions that we do have. I think just I think just put people off. I think Mm -hmm. they put people off. Um, It's unfortunate that the injury ended up affecting that a whole lot, but had that not happened i think we would have seen or at least been able to entertain a whole lot more of the lore and the mystery that you kind of did enjoy from an alistair black now alistair black wasn't putting fucking fireballs in, in people's eyes yeah. but you would have been able to do a whole lot more of that in nxt had he been healthy i still would prefer keith lee going over against Karrion cross in their first match for the nxt championship because i think people 
were very interested in having Keith Lee main roster, main roster, main roster. Let's push him. Let's put whatever belt on him. Make him win the Royal Rumble. And yeah. granted, we've 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 received what we have seen since then. And right now, everything that we want for Keith Lee right now is just to be healthy, be safe, and we'll take whatever they give him as far as whatever run that he gets the remaining time that he has in WWE. But being able to to enjoy it a little bit more in NXT would have been in my eyes, a bit more beneficial for me if they extended that a little bit further. If Keith Lee goes over and Karrion doesn't get injured, you can entertain it further down the line. You could do it again months from now. You could do it next month. And maybe Karrion still gets the NXT Championship. I, I, I wasn't really that mad at Karrion getting the NXT Championship. I was more so mad at Karrion getting it so early when Keith Lee just had a huge major coronation and yeah. it came at him going to the main roster but being able to have him enjoy a very nice solid run in nxt with a roster that i mean you've listed everybody that you, you you've listed a good amount of people that replaced Karrion very early uh balor came back adam cole won the title again kyle O'Reilly was still there champion gargano have hold things down for years without any complaints uh, i i give praise to gargano because even with all of that he was still able to make the faction of the way and made nxt great for months and months and months yeah. Uh, you had Bronson Reed that was fighting for the North American Championship at that time, Pete Dunne, Damian Priest, to be able to have him in between all of those and flirt with the NXT Championship was something that I think would have had him in better position than him being skyrocketed to that title, losing it due to your rotator cuffs, coming back and then getting it back so easy at yeah. the hands of a Finn Balor who has been slicing and dicing for months on and since he left the main roster and coming to NXT. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Like, my rewrite would have been to keep Keith Lee there a little more. Like, when we knew he was yeah. money, ever since that Survivor Series uh, matchup with Roman, where, like, it was him and Roman left, we knew, oh, Keith Lee is, he's like that. Like, he needs yeah. to be on the main roster soon. But for his run to be stifled, like, he lost it to carry on in his second title defense. I think he was only champion for, what, like, 40 days, something like that? And obviously, it, it ends up better for him in the long run, going to the main roster, beating Randy Orton, being up against Bobby and Riddle and getting a title match against Drew. But I think if you have carry on, have to work a little more to get that. Or if he, he can still beat Keith Lee the first match, but you keep Keith Lee there for like two more matches because our whole thing with that Keith Lee carry on match is like, this is different than NXT matches. NXT main events, title matches, they're 30 minutes, 40 minutes, a bunch of kickouts. They're just long classics. And those are great. But carry on and Keith were more like physical, like in your face, like real gritty. It might be 15, 20, but it's a good 15, 20. Big meaty men slapping meat and then yeah. carry on wins it. So we didn't really get enough of that different flavor because Keith leaves carry on gets hurt and it goes right back to we're going to do this Iron Man championship scramble hybrid type match between Finn Cole Tommaso Gargano and then Finn gets a title and he's putting on these 30 minute 40 minute classes with Kyle O'Reilly and Pete Dunne and all that and it was like damn we got this taste of something we wanted to see at NXT but we just didn't get enough of it because of the injury and Keith leaving so I agree. I definitely would have had like three matches between Keith and carry on. Keith can lose. Keith can lose the title, get decisively beaten twice and then go up to the main roster and still mm. flourish. But like, at least we get to see him have that moment with both belts. Obviously he surrenders the North American belt, but he's still a proud NXT champion. He loses and he's a baby face with an edge. 
and then he gets put out of NXT, and then he comes back to comes to Raw like, all right, no, nah, it's my time now. So I, I, I agree. I think an extended Keith Carry On feud would have really made people warm up to Carry On a little more. Because like, admittedly, like when he first came in the undefeated streak, like we was fucking with him, and and then like you said, he got hurt. We found out everything about his personal life, and it's hard to separate personal life with the wrestling character. And then when he came back, we were just like, oh, all right. I mean, I guess whatever, <laughs> but. Uh, I, I think I think a marquee feud with Keith and even shit, you could have involved Mia in the shit. Like I, I know some people are iffy on those couples storylines. Oh my! But 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 you, you could but you could have had Keith and Mia versus Carry On and Scarlet, and I think that would have made it even more even better in NXT before you took Carry On in any other direction. Because I think eventually Finn. Would have got the title off of him, but Carry On probably would have like destroyed Kyle O'Reilly, beaten Damian Priest, beaten Bronson Reed, just to show he can beat a variety of, of opponents and give us very different matches. But uh, I completely agree. I think the, the the timing of it was just like, damn, like yeah. that's and 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 to me, the power wasn't the power wasn't Scarlet. The interest wasn't Scarlet. Even if you keep the injury and he comes back for his second run. You separate so much of what made people interested in carrying cross before, and now you're hearing him in ways that you just don't really care about because mm-hmm. the way he was presented to us in the first time is now completely different. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's unfortunate that that's what's happening to him on Raw right now. People could give. I'm, 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 trying, I'm, trying, I'm trying to even think of a good terminology for, for how people care about carrying cross on raw but there's no scarlet you see him coming out in this in this in this gear that ends up being you know joked about yeah having matches where he's ending up winning in questionable ways and now when he loses people are questionable in that and like oh man you're making him lose on his birthday and then people are going to find ways to complain about those types of things in general but the interest was in the eeriness yep. the lore the mm-hmm. thing that, the, the thing that he had and i'm sure he's fucking pissed right now that he doesn't have scarlet he, i'm pretty sure he's fucking pissed that he doesn't have scarlet with him uh right now for whichever whichever reasons that we still do not know but when you took that and you took a whole lot of what had brought you to the dance at that point in time for however short that it was it was only a couple of months or so you take that away it feels a whole lot different on top of the fact that you're beating people's favorites it makes it it make it makes you less of a enjoyable person to watch from a lot of people in the in the community i'm gonna keep mine i'm gonna keep my motherfucking short and sweet he drops the keith lee they have a little few. Keith Lee gets it back, and then that motherfucker goes to the main roster. See you, see you later. I don't care. Let Keith Lee get an actual ring. Bye. That's how I want to see. It. And and it's and it's so ironic that we all wanted Keith Lee to to have some shine because um he's getting some shine. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, like overall, what what would what would y'all like? your takes on the carry on cross project B because I think it had a lot of potential. It had a lot of upside and it sucks that his injury derailed him because he, because he can't control that. But like, how, how, how would y'all grade the carry on cross project? I guess. Oof. I uh, think the cure for the common bum is typically partnering with Dolph Ziggler. So I would normally <laughs> oh say God. that. 
Because that's usually how we, you know, help those things out. But what I think would have been interesting, and this is if you keep him with Scarlet or if you separate him, I think he could have been a nice enforcer for the Miz. I think that would have been a good look. Put him in like a suit, have the Miz do the talking so he didn't have to talk, and have him instead of do the whole Sparta thing, have him just be like, oh, like this guy is my like killer. Like this is my guy who like he handled my business like for me type. Like last time I was here. Bobby, you know, snuck me and John, I couldn't depend on John, but this guy, like, he works for me. And I think because people like the Miz so much, that could help him get over. I think the issue with Karrion Cross, like I said, is with the way the internet and social media is today, it's very hard to, like, separate a wrestler from who they are in real life. And if mm-hmm. he has something like that that stands out to so many different people, it's just going to be very, very hard to really get a high grade on something like that, just at this point. Like, it's just one of those things where the internet is so ubiquitous. Like, people just know so much stuff. And we're just at a point in wrestling, like, with all the other different companies, like, we talk about it a lot. Like, even stuff you watch on AW, Ring of Honor, Impact, we just have such a glut of wrestling talent where, like, people don't have to just watch something just because it's on TV. Like, people don't have to, like, Karrion Cross just because he's wrestling Jeff Hardy. Like, you can watch a different show. You know, you can watch Moose. You can watch NXT UK. You watch Walter. You can watch, you know, all these different things where if you want just, like, a bigger guy wrestling, you can find that. And so I think it's going to be hard for Karen until he really gets, like, a whole repackage to get over anything higher than like a B minus. Like he's the type of guy who like you want to see your favorite wrestler beat at this point. Mm. Like you would want to see Ricochet beat him. Like that's kind of where he's at right now, which isn't the worst place to be. You know, people make a lot of money doing that kind of stuff, mm. but it's not something where you ever like, no one's ever going to be excited for, you know, the carrying across, you know, intercontinental title push at this point. You know, that's just kind of where we're at. Yeah. I mean, there it is. So it's, I think it's so interesting. <laughs> we didn't have, we, like, we had a lot to say, but not that much because I, I genuinely just don't fuck with Carry On Cross at all. Like, I, yeah, I really it, don't. It just, it just is what it is. It's not any <laughs> will, it's not disdain. We don't hope he gets in a, in a crash. Yeah, next week it's, or anything. it's not anything bad. It's just like, yo, it's, it's just not. At a certain point, when you try to come back, you got exposed by a lot of people that wrestle better than you, that talk mm-hmm. better than you. Um, and they let you know it very well when you fought four of them for the NXT championship. And yeah, granted, you granted you won. Beating your ass. Were, yeah, they were whooping your fucking ass. <laughs> and it's it's those 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 types of things are, are very remembered. Or, yeah. or, or it's it, it's it's things that don't leave a lot of people's brains when you now have this main roster run you're trying to convince people hey this is a very serious killer and he's going to put you to sleep whenever he can it's it's just we saw we saw what happened in nxt yeah he came here as nxt champion and Mm -hmm. and there were not many people interested yeah and i think it's an interesting parallel that you can draw to finn Balor, for example because finn won the, the inaugural universal champion gets hurt immediately has to drop it but when he comes back he comes back, teams with Hideo Itami. He goes on, you know, fighting on with Seth and Miz for the Intercontinental title. I think he beat, who did he beat? He beat Roman. No, he beat Roman before he got hurt. He beat Roman to get into the Universal title match, the inaugural one. But, like, then he's Intercontinental title champion for a while, feuding with Bobby, and then he goes away again because he needs a break, and then he comes back on a third run 
in NXT, he's hot. He he's fiend. he's no, he, yeah. no, oh, he got fiend. fiend. No, no, he boy. goes away. <laughs> you're right. Fiended. You're right. Oh, but my boy Bray was taking people out of their fucking babyface runs. Right. But doing scalps. Which was perfect though, because it, it really helped that that new Bray character get over. Yeah. In in that way. Then Finn comes back again, and we saw what he did in NXT the last two years. Like he was he's there aren't enough words to describe that NXT run. The matches he had, the character, the way in which he separated himself from the demon and was just excellent, like promo-wise. That that just like tweener, but more towards a heel type archetype character type shit. The, the matches he had, like he really had NXT on his back. And it's like, damn, like that could have been carry on. But the difference is we liked Finn. We wanted to see great shit for Finn. And we just mm-hmm. didn't feel, we didn't feel that connection to carry. And so it was like, Oh, you're back. Cool. I guess. And they hot shot you to the title and you beat Finn. Like Marcus said so many times, like a red hot Finn who we were all excited for at NXT. Like there, there are some parallels in their experiences, but ultimately like the cream rise to the top. Finn is always going to give you a good match. Finn is always an intriguing character and carry on like, the 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 mystique of it the the eeriness of it is just it's it's gone like we we don't we don't feel the same anymore so it's kind of just like oh whatever cool and i feel like i feel like people knew like once we saw carrying cross versus finn balor everybody was like triple h please don't do this please mm-hmm. please you don't you really don't have to do this just don't just 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 don't choose to do it and then you saw how it went down the forearm went straight to finn's the back of his neck, and I say he's he's gonna do it, isn't he? And, yeah. then, and then he and then he lost a championship. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, you know. at the end of the day, Triple H love a forced title run. I mean, <laughs> who was talking? <laughs> he said, "You guys don't want him to have the title." <laughs> Sounds like a plan to me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so that's why I say. That's why I say Charlotte is the is the is the woman version of Triple H. <laughs> Every three to four months, it's like you know what I haven't had in a while. Yeah, <laughs> title run. Let's go. Why not? Why not? What else am I doing? Oh yeah, 